welcome to Broad and Fry. I, Stephen Fry, have trodden the boards of Broadway and the West End. I've walked the red carpets of Hollywood. I've voiced Harry Potter and I've played Oscar Wilde and Sherlock Holmes's cleverer older brother. But never, 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 not even once for a second in my years as an actor, writer and comedian have I encountered drama like we witnessed at Headingley in the remarkable third test of this extraordinary summer. Stuart Broad not only watched it, he took part in it. He strode to the middle and joined the man we now rank alongside Achilles, Hercules and Prometheus, the great hero, Benstachys. You bowled with him, Stuart. You briefly batted with him. Talk about it. Have you ever seen anything more heroic Never. than Ben Stokes on, on Sunday? Well, probably the World Cup final, I don't know. It was hard to, to And compare. in a way, you have to include the end of the previous day, the end of Saturday, don't you? You have to include the whole shape of the innings because it had so many phases you're right the phases is a great way of saying it you know great determination on uh, day three to what two off 60 balls or something and then to set the tone day four on the Sunday uh, by not giving Australia a wicket early Uh, stayed in first gear pretty much till nine down didn't he and then just flipped into one day mode Um, but not one day mode slogging it was one day mode with calm assured shots and and stuck to his strengths and and as a team we never stopped believing and that's an easy thing to say but all the time all week we're like we had to win so our mindset is going to be believing we're going to win at all times but really you know 50 60 to win it was sort of thinking one ball and and we're gone Um, and that he'll run out of partners I mean his job is not just to hit the balls that he could I mean that reverse sweep of Lions that I mean that's a a right-handed shot from a left-handed batsman of the most exquisite beauty everyone will remember that till the day they die those shots fine but he had to get the singles right he had to drop his hands properly he had to run keep the concentration I mean extraordinary uh, effort. So many different things he had to be aware of and do right. The focus, isn't it? Yeah, the focus, focus of doing exactly. that. And, you know, he, he's not going to have enjoyed that innings particularly. Like when we talked in the in the podcast after the World Cup final, he couldn't really remember no. much about the day. He was just so focused on, on what he had to do. Yeah. And he, he never stopped um, thinking that we could win that game. I reckon there must have been a moment when he turned round with two to win and uh, Leachy was... Five yards away from him with Pat Cummings throwing it to Nathan Lyon. We thought, oh, no, we might not win this one. That um, moment. But oh. the drama of the day, I mean, I, I, I think well, it's Thursday morning now, I'm just about calming down because um, the, the feelings through Sunday of absolute despair, thinking yeah. that the series is gone and we've still got two test matches to go, to the elation of not just witnessing one of the greatest sporting feats um, certainly in my lifetime, but then to realise two Ashes Test matches to go, it's 1-1, yeah. we've got a great chance with the momentum of, of yes. winning this yeah. series. Your self-belief now will be the highest it's been as a, as a Test unit for some time, won't it? Absolutely. I mean, you win Test matches like that, you it, it galvanises everyone, it drags everyone with you because uh, we didn't play exceptional cricket throughout. We fought all the mm. way through, without doubt, but... Um, we made mistakes. Uh, we could have bowled slightly better at times. We definitely could have fielded better. Obviously, 67 all out, you're virtually gone, aren't you, at that yeah. period? But to escape to win and know that most of us have got 10% more um, output in us, um, <laughs> it's quite exciting. Out of all the Ashes series I've played, I think the teams are as close mm. as I've seen. They are. Really they? hard yeah. to choose 
between the two sides and it's uh, but that momentum that Stokes and, and Leachy grabbed on on Sunday afternoon and hauled with them um, through to Old Trafford not just the players playing but actually the country oh yes Where I, where, wherever I've been this week has been wow how amazing was that how awesome what an experience and people yeah. are saying where they were absolutely and the strangers they hugged because they had to when the moment happened you just turned to the nearest person and go whooping and jumping up and down incredible <laughs> it's and, and also a, a word i suppose for for the great cricket ground of headingley which now has a, a history of uh, of providing extraordinary matches and and notably reversing what we're used to, which is a pitch that degrades and becomes more difficult to play on, it seems to be the opposite. It's always very hard at the beginning. I can remember so many first days at Headingley where the ball swings like crazy and bats, batting sides find it almost impossible. But I think it, it have four of the highest uh, uh, fourth innings totals come uh, have been at Headingley, haven't they? So it's a ground that gets better for batting on and the bowlers get less from it. Even yeah, I mean... Uh, Part of the decision to win the toss and bowl from mm. Joe Root, obviously he's played most of his cricket there, was overhead con- conditions were pretty tasty for bowling. It was going to yeah. swing. Um, and if we could do a good job on day one, batting later in the game um, yeah. should get easier. Obviously, in our script, we didn't write out getting bowled out for 67 first innings, <laughs> which made it much more tricky for ourselves. But um, I, I think... Everyone within that group bought into the, yeah, it's a bowl first. We've yeah, got a bowl because yeah. actually if we bowl well and take our chances, there's a chance we could chase a, a low total on, yeah. on day four and five. Um, 360 was much higher than we were hoping for. That wasn't in the in the original game plan, but uh, a, a phenomenal effort. I mean, Stokesy, obviously Stokesy and Leachy, it quite rightly grab all the headlines for a wonderful effort but actually Ruti led that it was superb and Dennis 50 was vital too very vital yeah they and, and Johnny Bairstow although he yeah. only got 30 on, he, bought, he changed he the tone momentum he brought a belief yeah. into it so there, there was a, a lot of um, brilliant moments throughout yeah. that but actually that Ruti Denley partnership to that gave us belief yeah. that actually watching them bat thought yeah, there's good balls in this pitch, but we can score runs here. Um, <laughs> but if you listen to the commentary, as I do, to the great Test Match special commentary, for example, I often listen to that with with the picture on as well, and you hear these marvellous commentators, most of them, along with, I guess, most people thought, well, it's a chance, and then the wicket started to fall at the other end, and Stokes seemed to be marooned, and I'm afraid you played your own part in that. didn't stay very long. Um and then you could hear them saying, well, what it will be will be a memorable stand. And he did his best and we'll be rather proud of him. And it got a lot closer than we expected. Still, people didn't believe it would happen. And we are very lucky because we have the voice of cricket himself, the BBC's one and only cricket correspondent, the great Jonathan Agnew, Aggers, England bowler, um, often mocked, but a fine bowler, of course. And uh, let's hear how he described the final moments, because no one will ever forget this. Here's Cummins, bowls, and it's short, oh. very well played. Stokes one. going for the run, through they come. England can't lose. Wow. The Ashes are alive. Wow, what do you do with the field now? Well played, Jack Leach. He's off the mark. 
And he's going to give Stokes a little tap of the gloves. Stokes is on strike. England need one to win. They can't lose. Well, there you go, Agus. I always said DRS will cost you. If you use it badly, you'll lose a test match. Use it well, you'll win it. And well, it's cost them this match. They gambled that one, didn't they? They did, and it cost them the test match. 3.58 for nine. Stokes on strike. England need one to win. And in comes Pat Cummins from the far end. He bowls to Stokes, who hammers it for four! And stands there with the bat raised. I can't believe we've seen that. That is the most extraordinary innings ever, ever been played by an Englishman. He punches the air, his helmet's off. He was hit on that helmet this morning. Bits flew off all over the place. And he's slumped to his knees. I'm delighted to say we're joined by the man himself. Jonathan, welcome. Well, I'm, I'm very pleased to be with you both. I still can't I can't get over the summer that we're having. Isn't it incredible? <laughs> I thought your uh, larynx was going to start bleeding or something. It was. I've never well, heard I've got you. I've to be honest with you, it, it's, 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 it hasn't been right since the World Cup final <laughs> because the noise coming through the open window at Lord's was, was literally overpowering. And so... Yeah. It really was a case of having to really shout, and I think I think unfortunately the old vocal cords had never quite recovered, so I sounded a bit raspy uh, at, at Old Trafford. I've got I've got, to, well, I've got to try and gargle something for Old Trafford, I think, and get it all sorted out. It's, um, I mean, you uh, obviously they have a camera now on your on your uh, you know in your little booth, and so we could see that you often stand up. And <laughs> well, fun enough, see Headingley. Um, we have we sit on bar stools because it's a very unusual commentary box because of course it's a university building they're sort of classrooms really and so actually usually i don't stand up but because it's a bar stool and the one where i stood up when um, nathan lyon tragically missed that throat (laughs) would have have run leech out by yards it was i mean the, the moment of that i mean watching that back is just I mean, it's hysterical all the different emotions and adam the producer behind i think thought we were all being electrocuted yeah. uh, when we screamed like that <laughs> stuart uh, actually, sent me a picture of that actually and oh, he does i mean it's brilliant i would urge it's, it's anyone so to look funny. for it <laughs> yes but, but that, yeah, so you actually could stand up there because it's like sort of slipping off a bar stool yeah. and giving it a bit of giving it full throttle but i mean it was it's moments like that that you well you do this job for really you know because they're so dramatic and you know that so many people are listening to it in obscure places. My word, I've had texts from you in Madagascan jungles and yes. goodness knows what else for you, know, where, you know, where you've been listening to, to, to Test Match Special. It, it just it just sort of, it just gets through to people, doesn't it? And you know, you, you, people gripping around a radio or a or obviously a phone these days to listen. I mean, it's 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 that drama. It's fantastic, and it's the power of radio. Agus, we had a, a brief discussion in the change room after the Headingley. Um, test match with Josh Butler Stokes about what they felt uh, was better the World Cup final or that that moment Oof. on Sunday you, you having commentated on both what's uh, what's your opinion on that <laughs> well what do they say first of all <laughs> well Josh Butler thought um Sunday was just unbeatable the the, yeah. the emotions the the actual heroic effort of Stokes to to drag that team over the line to keep the summer alive you know to keep the yeah. and obviously the World Cup final they finished with a, a a World Cup at the end of it. It was uh, the finishing of an amazing tournament, but this was to keep hope alive. This was to keep everything going for the rest of the summer. Well, that's why I think, I have to be honest, I mean, I've been asked a lot this week about where that 
stands as far as you know all time test cricket is concerned which for i may be ancient at 59 but i you know i i i'm sadly can't you know really put it totally into context but but because he was by himself because he had to do it because he had jack leach the other end because he was having to keep the ashes alive and because 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 like i mean there can't have been another innings anything like that in in test cricket can there and i was when i was driving back i was thinking who else could have played that innings yeah. And I don't think that there is actually anybody else, certainly at the moment. Maybe Ian Botham might have been able to play that innings, but who, because whoever it was had to be able to keep hitting sixes yeah. and had to have the confidence to keep hitting sixes because all the fielders were on the boundary. Yeah. So, I mean, Virat Kohli couldn't have played that innings, I don't think. No. Uh, you know, Sachin Tendulkar, Brian Lari, go through all these wonderful bats and there have been. I just don't think any of those could have played that particular innings with Jack Leach standing at the other end. I, you know, it, it was it has it has to be a standalone, doesn't it? Yeah, and he also played the earlier innings, the earlier innings of getting yes. th- you know three runs in fifty-four balls or whatever it was. I mean, extraordinary patience, and it's yes. you realise the great you know beauty of being a, a a cricketer is not just the skill to be able to hit it for six, but the skill and the judgment to be able to do what yeah. is needed at that moment. And the moment always yeah. changes what is needed. So this it was the, over, it was I the need... clarity of yeah. thought, wasn't it? The yeah, clarity of thought, yeah. despite all that pressure and despite all that noise, that he could keep so apparently calm to make all those right decisions. When you look at what the Australians did, they made an absolute mess of that review, muddled thinking. <gasps> yeah. Lions snatching at the ball, panicky muddled thinking. And that yeah. it was a difficult catch down at third man, but it was still a catch nonetheless. You know, there's there's three examples actually where Australia rather lost the plot. Yeah. And at the same time, the other end, Stokes was just so incredibly clear and focused. That's that's I think and again another sharp contrast between what was going on out there at that time. How's Glenn McGrath feeling? well i invited him down here because he's got a few days off i said come and stay come down to the vale and have a few days uh get away from it all but he hasn't (laughs) hasn't taken me off on my offer because he knows (laughs) that i'd be giving him uh, endless grief because he asks for it doesn't he but i mean his his reaction at that run out as well was just hysterical i mean he's he's a good man glenn and he he always talks his team up um but he didn't. Um, no, he wasn't very cheerful at the end of that because we all thought. I have to be honest. I know you fellas thought that. You know, you said we. You kept believing. I have to be honest. I thought. I thought we'd lost. Mm. In fact, I'd done my. If I'm being honest, I'd done my BBC write up uh, for the online already with England having lost. <laughs> because because there's, well, there's, there's so many things you've got to cram into the end of a day uh, yeah. that I got that one out of the way early, and I'm afraid I'm afraid you'd lost that version. I hope you've uh, kept. Happily, I hope you've kept that spiked. draft. <laughs> have <laughs> you kept it? It's well worth- and truly. It's like Quite. those headlines uh, saying Taft elected president, you know? Uh, yeah. <laughs> it just, uh, he goes to bed thinking he's won and wakes up being he's told done that it. the last result. No, yeah. it, that, that one will never see the light of day. But I mean, I think it's 1880 something, the last time a team was bowled out for 67 or thereabouts and won. Yeah. So, you know, that, that doesn't happen very often. And there are still issues. I mean, as Stuart was saying, you know, the, the teams are, are very similar and they are, and they've got the same fallibility, that's what mm. the same frailties and the same strengths which is what makes it an amazing series. They've both got really good bowling attacks and bat- and batting that's so fragile yeah. that you know you can get bowled out for 67 and then score the highest score ever to win a test in the next innings. I mean, it's, gotcha. it's balmy, but it'd be interesting to see what the selectors do up to Old Trafford, I must say, because well, for, for me, whatever Stokes' individual miracle uh, pulled off, and, and with some assistance, obviously, but mm. that was a miracle, 
there are still some issues there that are going to have to be resolved. It'll be very interesting to see what um, what team they they pick for Old Trafford. I think I think Stuart will be okay. Yeah, I would think so. After Bowling, <laughs> we haven't yet discussed. Yeah, and the, he doesn't the, say that very often. Your your <laughs> your opening spell. I mean, you know, the, and the, your Bowling to to Warner, which I mean, had us all staring like you know, like a sort of Halloween ghost mask with our hands on our cheeks, thinking how. Did that not get him out? How did that not get him out? How did that not get him out? I mean, you bowled Jaffer after Jaffer after Jaffer. I've never seen such a spell. You must have been wondering whether Mother Cricket was uh, cross with you or something. Well, actually, I think if I was younger and less experienced, I'd have then gone and really chased Dave yeah. Warner there because uh, I was beating the outside edge and some were nipping back. Mm. And I was I was naturally getting frustrated, but I just thought if I can keep doing my basics and not, let him yeah. get moving and score runs. I'll apply enough pressure on him to hopefully get him out somewhere else. Uh, and I reckon if I was a bit younger, I'd have tried to go fuller, tried a short ball, thrown a full and wide one into him a drive, yeah. and suddenly a batsman can get going and gain confidence. But uh, I mean, I, I felt in a really good rhythm, um, yeah. uh, certainly since mid June, really. And I changed my mindset slightly on. Uh, not really minding about line and length, just making the batsman play every single ball. So trying to have my leave percentage as low as possible because actually running in that far and putting that much effort just to get left behind the stumps, um, I felt like I was bowling too many sort of boring leave balls, whereas if I want someone to leave me, it will still be like, oh, good leave. Um, So my mindset's been bring the stumps into play as much as possible and actually... With Warner's dismissals, you've seen that a couple of nicked back and and caught him in line or or hit the stumps and and that'll naturally push your length up anyway. Yeah, without it does. you concentrating on the length so much as as you say on the desire to make the the batsman play. Yeah, and that might change at Old Trafford with if the pitch is slightly different. I think yeah. we've played on three dry pitches that have have seamed um, off the dryness. So actually, being full of a length with seam has has been useful. But actually, if you play on a a flatter, truer pitch. If you mm. go that length, you can get driven, and suddenly your team can leak runs, and you and you lose the pressure. But um, I mean, I've I feel like I've I've enjoyed um, almost like leading the attack slightly. You know, Joffrey yeah. coming in and and Wokes, the obviously experienced bowlers, but you, you still uh, are trying to help Rooty with game plans and and which way we can go. And actually, you know, having to fire the team up after getting bowled out for sixty-seven, we were. We were yeah. down. Our emotions were. On so the you, floor. as a as a senior and more experienced player, had a role in. in well, I, I not think it's in, it's important there. You set targets, and actually, yeah. this is important in in any level of cricket. If we just walk out to the field there and go, oh, bowled out for six, seven, the ashes are gone, we're gone here. Yeah. So actually, we said in the huddle, um, because as a bowler, you need to lead that, but actually, you need your fielders with you as well. So I yeah. said, let's pretend we're defending one seventy. And if we defend 170, we can chase 300. But let's have all the intensity, like Australia need 170 to win the test match here. And let's try and, and sort of take wickets but protect the runs because if they get 170, we're in, in with a shout. And I think we did that for periods, um, but we probably didn't field as well as we would have liked. But that's something that we can definitely move forward at Old Trafford. Yeah. yeah. And so, as you and your dog... Uh, which I'm yes, I'm here. sorry. He's just, no, he hates he's, the postman. Maybe he can help us with selecting. We've got, of course, Old Trafford is is Jimmy Anderson's home ground, and yes. uh, he he bowled twenty 
overs, I believe, hap- happily and well uh, for the um, um, for, for the Lancashire second eleven. So, would you? You've got you've got Jimmy Anderson playing. You've got Stuart uh, Broad. Who, who who else would you pick? Um, uh, well, what, what the, I mean, the, the talking point for me is is of course the batting, and mm. it's it's Jason Roy. Uh, you know, do they persist with that? I mean, I was so hoping that it was going to work and that yeah, he was going to yeah. take the attack. Um, it just hasn't worked. Um, no, and, would and you that, swap you know, him I, with Johnny Bairstow and put Johnny Bairstow as an opener, which Johnny has done successfully in the past? Uh, uh, no, I mean, you, you could go, you could put Denley up there, perhaps. He's shown, you know, yeah. he's shown some character up there. Um I don't know. It's, I, should I shut Tino up? Hang on. Okay. Just stop the table. We love it. We love Tino. Tino. Hey, come on. Tino. Leave him alone. Come on. Come here. So is he named after Tino Best, I was going to say? Yes, absolutely. He's, he's, Emma's, Emma's, Emma's got a thing about Tino Best. She loves him. Oh, uh, And wonderful. so this, uh, this, this chap is, um, yes, this is, this, is, this is Tino. And we've got Bumble, who's his son, who he doesn't like very much, <laughs> who's a golden golden cocker <laughs> so somewhere we've got bracken i think he's down down at the stables Fabulous. <laughs> go away go away so uh, as far as the pick f- for the batting lineup is concerned uh, would you uh, is it time to move joe root to, to number four well that's where he wants to be but the trouble mm. is he's just spoken of you know he made big statements about now the time is right for me to be at three mm. and so on it's quite difficult to put him down again but he i mean he he, he just seems much happier at four mm. Uh, yeah, it's just all a bit. The top of the order is all a bit confused, isn't it? And I really wanted, really hoped that 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 Roy would come off. And actually, in a way, Headingley was his chance. You it know, was. the Aussies having yeah. bowled out for a, for a low score. If he had sort of, you know, really got England racing up to seventy for no wicket or one or something, I just felt that was his opportunity to really make his mark. And of course, it didn't happen. Um, and he's, he's he got a good ball in the second innings, but. I'm a bit confused about Roy. I'd love it to work. I'm just not sure that it's going to in the same way that didn't really work with Alex Hales. They're, they're terrific one-day mm. cricketers. They've got a great eye. But do they have the technique when that red ball's moving around a bit? And you've, you've, you've got to question that. But then because the momentum is so with England, as you've been saying, yeah. you know, do you do you just give it another go and just hope that the whole team spirit thing and momentum takes England over the line. I'm, I'm a bit confused about but it. Also, but I, I don't think also, that... I guess, I, I think it, it's a tough debut to come in. Last two Ashes tests with the series mm. on the line, isn't it? Yeah, it is. It is. I think what was see what my angry piece was <laughs> was the Ashes having been lost, and therefore saying, right, we're looking, we're building up, we're going on. We've got we've got two tests left. We've got two in New Zealand because South Africa is the next target. Yeah. So I was finding myself arguing that you know Ollie Pope or, or whatever you know or, or Crawley. You know, one, you know, there was an opportunity to give to get two younger batsmen in to get them into the heat of battle to have a look at them. Uh, mm. Without it, you know the Ashes being on the line, but they are now on the line. Um, and Jason Roy's a big match player. You know yeah. he's got he has got he's been there in the World Cup final. He's played great one day innings. Yeah. He's used to the, he's used to pressure. Um, he's got his own personal pressure, obviously, yeah. because he's failing, and he's got to do something about that. But that's that's. He looks sport, as if he's it? got more kind of attitude and less kind of mental weakness than most players. He's he doesn't. Br- he's look brilliant, beaten. brilliant in a team environment. Yeah, brilliant. So in team. He, he drags people with him. He's got great energy. Mm. Uh, he's he's one of those great teammates mm. that you you like to have around. He's relaxed. He can have a lot of fun. 
uh, in the changing that's room. Good. We, we, don't, we don't see that side. No. And that, that's so important, isn't it, in that dressing room that you've got characters like that. So having heard that, perhaps I'm going to go back to sort of plan plan B and just you know stick with it and, and just really hope that, you know, hope he comes off. I mean, I think when he was selected in that role, we probably thought that, that you know, there would be failures because that's the way that he plays and he's, he's being put, you know, then let's face it, they're, they're, Josh Hazelwood is a terrific <gasps> bowler. Oh, yeah. Pat Cummins is a wonderful bowler. You know, they've got, you know, having seen Mitchell Stark, <laughs> um, you know, they do have a really good attack. So again, you've got to, you know, bear that in mind with Roy, <laughs> but you, you know, if, can he produce something that there's that magical innings where he just, yeah, if it is a low scoring game, if he can just, yeah. get, you know, get some real, just grab a game, yeah. by the scruff of the neck and run it away from them. You know, there's there's still two tests left. I mean, I want him to succeed because I think it'd be fantastic. Yeah. Um, I just wonder if he will. That's, that's my only doubt. Me too. And on that note, we have to go into our break. And I think we say goodbye to you, Jonathan, as you prepare. Well, I'm going to see you all very soon. Old Trafford, hopefully. Yeah, I'll be up there and I cannot wait. And thanks for joining yeah, us. Nice. And thanks for being Absolute the man pleasure. at the microphone in England's greatest moments. I think I've been very lucky, don't you? <laughs> We've all been lucky. All the best, Agus. Cheers, Agus. Cheers. Bye. And we'll join you uh, after these messages, everybody. Well, even while we were having an interval, Stuart and I were talking about this extraordinary match and this extraordinary summer. And and without getting too uh, bogged down in the details of politics or world affairs, it is something to remind ourselves what sport can do. You know, television is now fragmented. Nobody watches the same programmes. Everyone's in a different room watching their different streaming service or playing a game. And there's no commonality of sitting around a table doing things together. Everybody's divided by politics. But when you get a moment like this, it brings the nation together like nothing else. And you can only all be watching it at the same time for it to have that effect. So um, you can be very proud of your part in this, Stuart. Do, do you... Uh, you know, do you actually feel that the team is now in a different place to where it was a week ago in terms of your optimism and and morale and self-belief? It's. I mean, going into the Headingley test, we were in a great place, the team. Because yeah, we, of Lords, which yeah, was we, a, a Lords, I mean, achievement. Lords might end up being the forgotten test match. Yeah. But wow, the drama in that last day was, yeah. was awesome. Um, to get Australia seven down, I think, in such a short space mm-hmm. of time. So I love playing cricket or sport when it's must win. Yeah. It just yeah. adds a tension, a pressure, a, an excitement to it that yeah. you that drives you. And um, Ruti's been really clear since Lords about this sort of solution-based mindset. That's mm. what it's almost based his uh, team talks and his leadership on is don't want to, okay, there might be a problem, but I don't want to hear the problem and tell me the solution. And it's a really good yeah. way of getting through. And I think he means that on the front of called Lions spinning it out the rough. Okay, that's the problem. What yeah. we're gonna do about it? Do we dance down? Do we use our feet? Do yes. we sweep? Uh, for a bowler, um, Warner's scoring through cover. Okay, so that's the problem. What are you going to do about it? Do you want to drag your length back? Do you want to bowl some bouncers? Do you want to put yeah. a cover in, etc.? And it's a really good place for cricket teams to be, I think. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I mean, uh, the momentum that we can grab as a unit, as a team, from 
what just happened at Headingley is immense. So I actually, mm. part of me, I've, I've not really sat down and thought about it all yet because it was just such a whirlwind. But actually, I have this feeling in my stomach of how it would feel if we'd have lost that game and the Ashes were done. Yeah. Sickening. And because you have to remember that an Ashes series is different, not just because of the history and the re- relationship between Australia and England, but because of this strange metaphor, the Ashes. Uh, a drawn series means Australia, as it were, win because they retain the Ashes. Absolutely. And, and so that's that's unique to the Ashes as a, as a test rubber. Otherwise, it's just a draw uh, against South Africa or against the West Indies or India. You know, Absolutely. You either draw a series Which meant this, losing the first one was a... Yeah. Bit exactly. of a hammer blow. So um, yeah. yeah, we're we're very aware of that. And although yes, we have to celebrate, and we did Sunday night and l- relive the moments. I've watched it back countless <laughs> times. So I just too. cannot believe what's happened. <laughs> not there's not even just one bit you want to watch back, is it? There's, no. there's just so Absolutely. many things to keep clicking. I mean, yeah. I've I've watched uh, that miss run out, then LBW appeal, just constantly. Yeah, just so what is happening? What is going on in this crazy game? But let, let's also realise that it's 1-1, yeah. Yeah. two to play, yeah. Old Trafford's must win again. It is, absolutely. Which is it's great. <laughs> it just keeps coming at you, doesn't it? But it also... It, it means and if we win Old Trafford, then the Oval is must draw must or, draw or must win. Draw win. So, yeah, so. <laughs> we've got the most pressurised two weeks of yeah. cricket coming our way as a team. And that makes this week crucial that players get their minds away from it slightly. Yeah. Uh, put last week to bed although we want to sort of ride the the wave of last week we want to get things much better than we did as a team last week um and that means when we meet up on sunday at at old trafford we've got energy we've got fight we've got all those spirit things you you need to win test matches um because our energy levels and everything have to be as high as they have been all series Because the Aussies, you know, are are never going to be a pushover. They're never going to roll over. They'll they'll be dispirited and disappointed and annoyed. But but that that will only mean they'll try and redouble their efforts and their Well, you know, the language in their change room is we need to win one game. Yeah, exactly. That's it. Mm. So Mm. they'll have a lot of positivity and stuff. Uh, Steve Smith coming back is a big lift for them. Yes, Um, yes. Seen Joffre and Steve. Well, I think Joffre has come out today, hasn't he? And uh, <laughs> Steve Smith said he's not got me out yet, and Joffre's starting that battle. So that yeah. should be that's quite interesting. It but narratives within narratives, which is, and of course, what you don't see, and uh, everybody when they rejoice at the winning and the praise and the the excitement, but. After we were all out for 67, you know, on social media and so on, the things you read, not against you personally, but, you know, the British public can be like old-fashioned school teachers with their kind of dismal, disgraceful, pull socks up, have a word, you know, and this sort of absolutely merciless uh, attitude that people have. People that you think, what do you know? You're now talking as if you're going to fire the whole top five and you kind of just calm down. It's not over yet, you know, and fans need to learn that, don't they? They need to learn how exciting a game cricket is. It isn't just like, I mean, I, I was as guilty as anyone thinking, well, the Ashes have gone halfway through that test. But, I, but um, you know, we, we, we as fans have to, have to become as, you know, as appreciative of the nature of cricket. You know, it, it is just constantly going to surprise you. It, it, it's amazing how this game does that. Yeah, no other... social media can, I mean, it was only really, used to be only journalists who could look like plonkers couldn't it yeah, they could exactly. get a big get a big article out there and yeah. back pages and 
and then two days later the game game has changed. Oops. But now social media, everyone can make mistakes. Yes, can't they're all they? experts. So, they're all absolutely. They know what the result's going to be. I loved our, our great friend Greg James's tweeting. Actually, throughout, he almost had to apologise for himself at the end. <laughs> apologise for being a fan because his emotions had gone from despair to elation as yeah. as everyone so yeah, yeah it's a, it's important the players don't start believing what's said and written and that's mm. that is crucial yeah. because you used to be able to just avoid a newspaper yeah. now you've got to avoid but as you've as you've everything. shared with us that which was news to me you 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 put your your mobile devices in in a sort of honesty net or box mm. or whatever it is a laundry basket yeah. at the beginning of the test and you don't look throughout the play no, no, not throughout the play, but you still get your phone back at oh, seven in the o'clock evening, at night. Of so it's it is it is quite tricky to avoid those feelings. But mm. you know, the, however much despair and annoyance there is about our display on the Friday when we're bowled out for sixty odd, and mm. to be fair, with the ball we showed great heart and great fight. But there's no more disappointment than in that changing room. No, exactly. I mean, I got back to my hotel room and just felt so deflated like almost almost wanted to cry you know it was that sort of but then you can't let yourself get to that position because you've got to rev yourself up the next day Mm. and come with positive intent and get everyone going and all that sort of thing so um that's where it becomes crucial to be able to watch a film or watch a documentary or something and and um but I've never gone through emotions quite like no. last week. I was going to ask when you came into bat in the in the second innings, um, you know, Wokes had uh, unfortunately uh, in the highlights they keep showing him just as it were spooning it to to a short extra cover uh, as if he's an idiot. But they don't show five balls of him getting hideous short stuff first, and he that was part of why he yeah, was that's out. The art so of it's cricket. A, it that's is. The art it's a bit unfair that he will always go down in the highlight package as someone who just spoons a rather uh, soft catch, and it's it's about more than that, isn't it? Absolutely. But when you came then, so and Joss had been run out. Uh, cheaply and that was actually Stokes's fault so in a way uh, Ben had some you know he must have felt right this is doubling determining me not, uh, not to have wasted just just Butler's wicket but did you feel I'm the last best hope you know you're a man who's made a century in in, in test cricket you, you uh, and then you get that Yorker that that uh, puts you LBW and no I, I, di- I didn't think of the longevity of that to be honest no. I think uh, I wanted to. My aim was to try and stay with Stokesy as long as possible and let him do his thing, yeah. really. Um, but yeah, obviously that that didn't work out how I would have liked, which is so frustrating because you, as a lower order batsman, you have all day thinking about what your innings might entail, yeah. how it might look, um, and then you're in in a flash sometimes. Yeah. I mean, as in the Headingley viewing area. I'd, Saw Wokes hit it. You can't see the fielder, but and suddenly it's like, oh, you're in. Good luck. Um, and then you have the disappointment of walking off. There's a few words from the Aussies as I walk past the huddle. As, <laughs> I think they were quite excited that um, they they thought they were obviously going to win the Ashes very soon, didn't they? Yeah. Uh, as they were, they'd worked very hard. They're already a hundred and hundred plus overs out in the field in that heat. Yeah. So that I think they they must have felt they were home. Yeah. Um, but for for Stokesy to only give Leachy what seventeen eighteen balls yeah, in all that time is incredible skill. Yeah. I think Australia will definitely look back at that partnership and think 
they got it wrong. And we've seen the best batsman in the world do that. I mean, Virat Kohli is very good at farming the bowling for him, you know, keeping it for himself. Incredible. And, and, and it's so frustrating. And Steve Smith is good at it it's too. So yeah. frustrating. Because yeah. you want Steve Smith actually did it to us at yes. first innings at Edgebaston. He did. If you remember, yeah, he put on clear. plenty with Siddle and Lyon at the yeah. end, and you put. You put people on the boundary and they still find the boundary, but then you bring up someone and then they find that gap. And it, it's actually in cricket an unsolved mystery that yeah. last. If you get a batsman in on a hundred or seventy, um, it, it's really tough because as a bowler, when everyone's on the boundary, you're running yeah. in thinking, "Yeah, how am I getting a wicket here?" And no disrespect to baseball, but which is the closest other you know large game to it. You just can't get that. There's only one striker, one batter at any one time. You don't have the whole narrative of who's keeping the strike. You, you don't, you know, you don't have the, you know, the second baseman and others moving deep and protecting the home runs in the way that they, mm. you can protect the boundary in cricket. It's a whole sort of swage of, of options and variables. That is... You must have loved the the amount of time you've watched cricket with Leachy cleaning his glasses. Yeah. It's great oh, character, that, oh. isn't it? It's, uh... And did you see that the headline sponsors Specsavers. I know they must have been <laughs> loving that. Free glasses for life, <laughs> which I thought was tremendous. Oh my goodness! Listen, we've got some uh, fabulous questions from our listeners, who are of course not the kind of people who just write insulting things when it's going badly and then forget about it when it's going well. They're decent people. Um, I mean, they've all. I mean, some of them. Was that the greatest thing that's ever happened? Darren Richmond, of course. I mean, I I can speak as uh, on behalf of someone as to where I was. We know where you were because the camera would show you in the in the in the gloom of that strange little hutch where. Um, but uh, I was actually on stage for some of it. I was doing a matinee in Edinburgh, and I had my uh, my my um, you know screen, uh, 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 and I had the radio on in my dressing room, and the stage management team were listening on their devices while I was doing the show and fortunately I got in the interval I got a huge amount I saw um I saw the 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 reverse sweep off lines I saw the 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 ramp shot the scoop behind him an extraordinary one I saw some of these great shots and then I had to go on stage and as I came off he was winning. So I was able to rush off to take my applause to the audience and scream, we won, to the audience. <laughs> and they all leapt up in the air. And then, of course, I hugged the entire crew. We all started just dancing up and down, hugging each other. Brilliant. Uh, and that's what it does, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, I... And you were saying that other other cricket sides playing, so Knots were playing Derbyshire, did you say? Uh, Knots were playing Yorkshire, Yorkshire. actually. And, uh, yeah, I saw Dan Christian, the captain of the Knots Outlaws, on uh, Monday, and he said the game stopped. Yeah. The crowd started erupting and, and <sighs> cheering, and he said it was a good minute, minute and a half of no yeah. play in yeah. almost players. Because you forget, players are the fans, aren't they? I had that in the World <sighs> Cup final. Really? Knots were playing... Surrey and and we were the fans. We were just like desperate to watch, desperate to hear what was going on. Um, but yeah, I, cricket is a, an, an interesting sport. In the fact, I don't know if other sports. I'd love to hear from anyone if other sports do this. Um, how superstitious the players get when we're yeah. we're scoring runs. So you're sitting in behind the pavilion. It's an un, unusual setup at, at, at Headingley, isn't it? It's not. Yeah, there's a viewing area off the changing room mm. uh, that's inside, and it's uh, it was a bit of an add-on, a late add-on, I think, to mm. the university building. So it's it's an unusual shape. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we we started the Leach Stotes partnership. Uh, sat in a particular order and doing the particular things. So you have to, you're in the middle with with uh, Joss Butler was at the far end yeah. on the right side, kneeling on a on a stool, and I was sat <laughs> next to him, 
uh, behind our video analysis uh, guy Giles Lindsay and then Joe Root was next to me and Joe Root had got in a habit of standing after each ball was bowled wandering in a circle <laughs> while the, the field is being set sitting down before the next ball's bowled so then we get closer and closer and Joe stands does a little circle, waits for the ball to get well, sits down. And everyone has to, to stick to, to that habit. So yeah. I actually found myself a lucky bit of floor to stare at. <laughs> so my habit was look, see if there's any field changes. The bowler looked to put the ball in the hand. I stare at this bit of floor until the bowler looks close to delivering. I look up. So that was my routine. Right. And it got that intense by the end. The last 10 runs... We had people shouting in this viewing area, get back to where you were, get back to where you were. <laughs> As if we had a genuine belief that us moving yeah. would affect what That's Stokes what it is to be a did. human being. So almost you should be rushing out, taking the applause while Stokes is going, hang on, didn't I get these runs? No, I sat in the chair, I stared at the right piece of floor and we did it. But uh, I actually genuinely had that yeah. at uh, Durham 2013 where... Um, I was lucky enough to take six wickets, I think, since to, to regain the ashes. Um, of course. One of those yeah. spells. And my, my grandma had come up with my mum to, to Durham to watch. And uh, we didn't start very well. I didn't get many wickets to start mm. and then had this great period in the last hour of play. And I saw grandma after the day's play and she goes, oh, you know, uh, I, I think I really helped you there. I said, oh, no, it was great to see you in the stands, grandma. I love your support. She goes, I know, but... I started on my Murray Mints and you started taking wickets. So I continued for your spell. So I think the wickets were down to me eating yes. the Murray Mints. Yes. I'm like, okay, yep. <laughs> <laughs> yep you, uh, you believe that one. But um, it is amazing how our minds just believe we can affect yeah. what's happening. It's extraordinary, but it would be more extraordinary to meet someone who, who didn't relate to that, who said, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, it, I've obviously got no influence on how the play goes, whether where I'm sitting, what I'm doing, whether I'm standing or or, or not. Uh, how can you think it does? Because you you wouldn't you'd think, hang on, are you an android? You're not human. This yeah. is this is how we are. Well, even in that in that day, uh, Cookie had come down from the TMS box at about ooh, twenty to twelve, maybe yeah. pre lunch, and we uh, rooted got out, but we had a nice partnership after that, didn't we? Yes. Yes. Uh, so he was sat, I think he'd come to see the doctor about something. So he was in the room. I think Jason Roy was in there, Jimmy, myself, uh, Rory Burns, Jofra. And we wouldn't let him leave because <laughs> we hadn't lost a wicket while he was in that room. So we had to wait till lunch. That's he was in that room till one o'clock because yeah. as he, I mean, he was as superstitious as anyone. Yeah. He carried a lucky tennis ball around at times. So, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he wasn't allowed to leave the room. And so he when... wasted an hour of twenty, an hour and twenty of Sir Alistair Cook's time because of of that <laughs> silly superstition. But it worked. It worked. <laughs> it worked. Yeah. So what else we got here? Yes, we've answered that. Mel Shawley was asking about exactly that. Actually, a question of how and where you sat. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, the on-field chat with the Aussies. I mean, I I hope people liked how sportingly all the Australian players congratulated Ben Stokes, even Nathan Lyon, who must have been the most distraught of all of them, really, um, uh, seemed at least to be generous uh, and, you know, genuine in their congratulations to him, you know. And, and that's normal in cricket. You don't see it in all sports. Uh, did, did Was there any nasty banter or was has most of the... Most of the on-field talk been fallen short of sledging and real. Sort of. I think cricket's 
hardly fought sport. Obviously, on the field, mm. your country versus country, you you always in a battle, and so you should be, in my opinion. Um, but it is a great sport for the end of the game. Yeah. The, the handshakes, the well done. I think because every player goes through the same things, the bad form, yeah. every player goes through getting good balls, every player goes through having to bowl 30 overs a day, dropping catches, taking great yeah. catches. Everyone has a lot of respect for each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I think the Aussies were great after the after the game. In the modern way now, you sort of shake hands and then you don't see each other till the next test. Match. That's how <laughs> that goes. But um, yeah, I I think the Aussies have carried themselves really well in this series. Um, yeah. David Warner was back to his slightly more aggressive ways. A little in bit more punchy, match. wasn't he? Yeah, yeah, a bit more punchy. Yeah. You saw that, and that's not a, a dig at no. him at all. I think the cricket's a better place when he's in in a in that sort of mode. You saw. When he was celebrating his catches, when he took Joe Root behind uh, very behind Tim um, Payne, yeah, sort of stepped straight to the changing room and punching the air. And when he yeah. was batting, he was really in the battle. Yeah. But if I was him, and after his first two Test matches, I'd be thinking, I need to do something different here. I need to change. Do mm. I need to get in a battle? Am I being too nice? And that suits his style of yeah. cricket. So that I would expect him to be in the same place at Old Trafford. Mm. Uh, their bowlers always bring a. A bit of niggle. You see, Josh Hazelwood on the TV. You could see he was he being looks, more and more vocal. He do, yeah, he doesn't look. He doesn't look like a nice guy when he's bowling, does he? But then, nor did Glenn McGraw or, or Mitchell Johnson. We know now from listening to them in commentary how intelligent, graceful, and good-natured they seem to be as as people. Off yeah, and, and, and maybe Josh Hazelwood's a supremely sweet yeah, guy. Yeah, cre- credit to the the he, teams in this series so far. I think um, every player's given it their heart and soul on the pitch but there's been no real needle or, no. or niggle or, or anything that a player's come in and gone that's out of order because I can tell you in previous Ashes series there's been times mm. where players have come in and go that is completely out of order that's an absolute disgrace blah 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 mm. of course because um, the emotions run high in Ashes mm. series but but uh, Payne's led them uh, ever since the sandpaper stuff in a in a yeah. in a good direction i think yeah. um and uh, langer seems to have the best interests of Austra- yeah. australian cricket at heart doesn't he i don't know him very well at all but um he he's australian yeah. through and through isn't he and, and they they haven't moaned too much about the umpires i mean you, you know, they have some justification in their in their own analysis, at least, uh, for, to feel they've been hard done by. But I think it's evened itself out. The umpiring hasn't been good. It's been Yeah, uh, the, the umpiring's, the decision-making's struggled slightly. But w- what I would say is it's a hugely high-pressured environment. Mm. As much for the umpires as the players, it seems, of these course, days. They've yeah. got leagues um, and rankings. And actually, if I look at, that Nathan Lyon LBW when we needed two to win, mm. that's clipping leg stump at best. Yeah. It didn't turn. Yeah. And Hawkeye has, has taken the line as if it's not touched Ben Stokes's front pad. Yeah. But it did. It did. So I think under that, um, almost Hawkeye struggling to collaborate the difference of, yeah. of movement when it's such short space period yeah. of time. So... Uh, I think Joel Wilson, Joel Wilson or Joel Wilson made a good call on that yeah. LBW. I genuinely yeah. think. I think if he'd have given that out, it was a real tight call on clipping leg stump. And Stokes, he said in his after-match press conference, he thought it was sliding on field. Yeah. I don't think anyone could 
No. Watch that and see it hit the front pad and think that was hitting three reds. Thank goodness we'd be upset, wouldn't we? Okay, <laughs> if, I can't if, even if think been it. given, yeah. I can't think about that. There's some quite a witty question here. I mean, we're not going to go into the t- truthful answer. Do you think we should make Ben Stokes prime minister, but I like the supplementary with Jack Leach as his minister of defence? Because <laughs> <laughs> Jack Leach, everybody has said, this is the greatest uh, uh, innings of one <laughs> of all time. It's certainly up there, isn't it, as one of the greats? Yeah. Have you seen him relive his one uh, run? No, uh, does he oh, does he re- reenact it? Yeah, I'll send that to you. Everyone <laughs> should try and find that on on Twitter. We so actually, Ruti um, said to us as a group of players, this, obviously, what a special mm-hmm. game this has been, what a special achievement. And at the end of series, if we win, there's been a habit that we'll go onto the ground mm-hmm. and enjoy each other's company, have a chat, do the team talk mm. on the pitch as almost like when obviously when the ground's completely empty uh, as almost like you can't do that when you finish, can you? <laughs> uh, uh, go and enjoy a, a beer on the pitch and enjoy each other's company. But Rudy said, look, we've experienced something that incredible today. I'd like us to go out onto the Headingley outfield and just sit down and do our team talk and reflect on what's just happened. So we yeah. all wandered out there and as we got there, you know, Joss, who's been great friends with Leachy since they played for Somerset together at a young age. It's like, go on then, Leachy, what were you thinking? What were you thinking? And he did his whole glasses clean, oh, got in. Stokes, he had told him to trigger small, didn't want him getting bowled leg stump. Right. So he was in practicing, he goes, trigger small, trigger small, and then ran his single at full pace uh, when we were out there. And we were all cheering like, yes, Leachy, yes, Leachy, <laughs> which, was, uh, which was great fun. But um, yeah, I mean, those sort of... You know, you always remember the cricket, of course you do, and particularly yeah. Test match wins, great spells. But it's actually the celebrations after that make yeah. cricket such a brilliant sport. And I, I bet there's a lot of league cricketers out there who play for that camaraderie oh, and that spirit. And, you know, when I played for Edgerton Park, the real club men, you could you could really appreciate why they played the sport. Yeah. And um, I, I think that it's those moments that you take with you when you finish, yeah. actually. You know, seeing Leachy rerun his one. Um, yeah. And sitting down and hear and hearing Rooty speak about our efforts in that game yeah. was 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 special. Poems will be written, and goodness knows what else about that day. But we have two more extraordinary opportunities to celebrate Red Bull cricket and uh, the England and uh, side. You and your colleagues, and it starts at um, Old Trafford, of course, on the fourth, and. Until our next podcast, we have to bid goodbye to our listeners and we all hope that when we next convene, there'll be something equally exciting. It's Perhaps that's a full-on hope, but something very exciting to talk about in whatever direction. Thanks, Stuart, Thank and you. good luck. Thank you.